25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. So before we talk about hockey, because if we can avoid, if we can like lay that out for like as long as we can, like if we could just like push that off, how are you doing on this fine evening that we're recording after watching the Blue Jackets lose to the New Jersey Devils? How are you doing all things aside, hockey related? Um, I think the best way to describe it would just be... TV static. Just a lot of fuzz. Well, just I think I'm emotionally overwhelmed. Yeah. I made a lot of poor decisions this evening that resulted in some PTSD-related issues. Oh, my God. Well, PTSD from, like, a week ago. Got it. Because I decided earlier today that I was going to order groceries, but I didn't want to have them delivered. I was like, you haven't left the house in four days. Oh, my God. You drove in the snow. I drove in the snow. But not only did I drive in the snow, I made the decision earlier today, before it was snowing, to go to the Kroger that had the earlier pickup time, which was also the Kroger that was the furthest from my house. What is going on? So I had to go all the way to Hebron in this terrible weather. Going 20 miles an hour the whole way because, as we slightly may have mentioned, last week when we moved Jeremy to Michigan, we hit every form of snow on the way there and I was by myself in my car and I'm not a very good driver in the snow and everyone in Michigan is psychotic. That they are. I cried a lot. How how much did you cry on the way to Kroger? I did not. I just kept saying this was a poor decision. You should have just had them delivered. I sent sent a meme to Corinne earlier that I just feel like is very much like it is us. It's like all of our friendships, especially when it comes to things like this. Uh And, And it was... Oh no, are you in the solution? Are you solution oriented about it or are you in the feelings stage? And I think that's so funny. Like, I think that's such a funny check in. So I am glad to hear that you are more so in the solution oriented phase and the feelings phase on this trip to Hebron to get your groceries. I did make my GPS take me an entirely different way home because on the way there, the road that it had me take had very deep ditches on either side of it. With no guardrails. Okay. So every moment that I was on that road, I was convinced that I was going to call you hanging upside down from my doom. Yeah, I just really don't know how much help I could be in that situation right now. For a plus of reasons. But you would probably be a much less stressful phone call. Than per se calling my mother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's probably fair. I don't think you would be very stressed about calling me at all. I think no. I think that was probably your best call. <laughs> I think that one makes the most sense, but I'm glad you made it through the white death that was the snow. You know, I I remember I always used to get so pissed off whenever I would say something about snow to somebody who like experienced snow more often. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm now that person because there's currently nine inches of snow sitting outside of my apartment. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. There's like, it was like a half ass blizzard. And, um, and so like, now I'm like, Ohio got some snow. (laughs) It's like a literal $5 foot long sitting outside my apartment. (laughs) Of just snow. Um, but thankfully, I Grand Valley was like, let me just shout out the employer. 
Oops. Um, they were like, we're going to close today. But actually, we're not going to close because what we learned during COVID was that we can do most things remote. So we're actually just going to move remote today. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? I, there, so much has been lost due to COVID-19. I need it to not take away snow days. Like, what the fuck is that about? Like, it cannot take snow days away from us. But I think it might. And that's just foul. That yeah, is foul. I mean, that's a line. That is a line that I am drawing. Well, because, I mean, you know, you think about all these kids, even in elementary school, they all have Chromebooks. Right. So, I mean, even them, like. Yeah, there's no such know, thing as, like, the little, like, snow like, day bag. Like, the little Ziploc bag that, like, had shit in it that, like, nobody did. I know I never touched a single thing that was in my little snow day bag. Guess what? Two degrees later, I'm Gucci. Like, I'm fine. Those snow days didn't affect me all that much. So, I'm just saying that if COVID-19 robs me of a snow day, when I've moved to the tundra, I will be pissed. <laughs> I, will, I, I will I say I was, I was, It didn't happen today. I was never more of an early riser than on days I thought that we were going to have a snow day because I, again, we don't speak of my age on this show, but uh, you definitely had to either listen to the radio or pray that it was on a new that our small ass county was on a local news channel so i again this is where i think that you think we're so much different in age but like that was also my experience like we very much and it was the worst right because like it was actually kind of the opposite issue where like in columbus there are so many schools that like it took forever to and get i was to in franklin county yeah and westerville's a w and it was just like oh my god it just took forever and finally i don't know which network it was so i'm not even gonna say it because i don't want to diss them but they finally started running like the major districts on just like a continuous loop at the bottom of the screen which I will say, like, did do something in terms of, like, taking away the fun of, like, waiting. And then, like, if you looked – Westerville, right? So if I looked at the Franklin County thing right when I said Worthington, I knew for a fact I was sitting there for another 17 minutes waiting for Westerville <laughs> to come back up because it was going to take forever. But, yeah, no, I, like, my dad posted that on Facebook today. He was, like, kids literally get text messages about school being closed. And I had to, like, get up and, like <laughs> – we could watch TV, listen to the radio to see if to see if we didn't have school. And I was like, wow, that is a core memory that I have of just like waking up really early and just like turning on the TV and like praying a little bit. Yeah, I was a W2 in, in my county, but um, there also were only two school districts in my entire county. Yes, yeah, so it didn't take long. <laughs> yeah, I was like, East Holmes. I was going to say, what's the other? West I, was say, I, knew, I knew West Holmes, and so I was going to make an assumption. There is a Christian school. There is a Christian school, uh, Central Christian. Um, but, you know, it's really just I, the two. I, I, I don't actually. I don't know much about Christian school. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, it's it's been snowy. It's been gross. I do enjoy winter, though. Like, don't don't get me wrong. But I also know that in the parking lot right now, there is a mound of snow that is preventing my car from doing any kind of movement behind it. And though I don't have, like, a snow shovel or anything, so I don't really know. <laughs> I moved to Michigan without two things. One of them me. is snow shovel. <laughs> that is true. Okay, three things. I actually did move to Michigan with you in the car, so technically. technically um, with Without two things, the snow shovel, but then also a snow brush. I don't have a snow brush in my car. There's nine inches of snow sitting on Bluebell outside, and I don't have a snow brush. Can you door dash one? I'm probably going to have to. I I need you to know that it has taken everything in my soul to continue to cook. This is the other thing, folks. Okay, so... This is turning into the Jeremy moving podcast, and I'm not subjectively speaking, and I that's fine because you probably don't want to talk about the Blue Jackets anyway. Um, but I terrible experience in getting everything into this U-Haul storage thing, and it's not U-Haul's fault. Let me not shame U-Haul; they were great. Um, it's it was more so in the folks who moved me into said U-Haul, but um, 
I have vowed that I'm not going into that space for three months. Like I'm currently in a temporary living situation, which is really great. Like I'm very okay with it. And so I'm like, there's no way I'm going back to that unit. Except for the fact that the thing that's sitting in the very front of my storage unit, and I know it's sitting in the very front of my storage unit, but I still don't know if I have the gall to go and get it, is my microwave. And there is no microwave here. And I don't know if I can do it, Laura. I don't know if I can listen to, or if I can do it, listeners, subjectively speaking, because when I'm telling you that I might show up there, I I don't know how to disarm the security thing. I set off the security thing every single time I tried to unlock that fucking U-Haul. Like, I don't know what it is about me and that security thing, but I will be getting help, first of all, if I go to do that. But second of all, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if that microwave is worth it because I was like, I'm going to buy Stouffer's like lunches and like Stouffer's like dinners and those kind of things, like the little mini lasagnas or whatever. But you can microwave in six minutes or you can put in the oven at 350 at 40 for 45 minutes. And I've done that every time. That's what I did tonight for dinner. And honestly, I think the 39 minutes is worth it. Like I really do. You think it tasted better? No, no, it tastes the exact same. But what I'm saying is like, I think that it is far less emotionally distressful for me to wait 45 minutes for a lasagna that's still a little cold in the middle than it is for me to go into that U-Haul to get the microwave to then still have a lasagna that's like still a little cold in the middle. That is true. As the person that was in the car with you, well, was there through the whole experience. And was then in the car with you for six hours or five hours afterward. Give me credit. I think I was only miserable for the first hour and a half. Yeah. And maybe even less. I feel like by the time we had the medicine ball, I felt better. Yeah. That medicine, those medicine balls were helpful. For both Not that they lack ran of voice. Out of, yeah. Not that they ran out of the sleeves for the cups at Starbucks. And so they double cupped it. So the reason why I drank mine so fast was because the perspiration from the sec from the one cup was dripping onto my hand. Wait, really? And like secondhand burning me. Good. I'm really glad that, that you externalized that when we were in the car <laughs> I didn't want to make it about me. Your hand's burning off. I think you're allowed to make it about you in that moment. So it's fine. God, yeah, no. So that and your quest for Burger King. Oh my God. I have never been more, more fiending for Burger King than I was on that drive. Like, I just needed it so bad. This is, we might start talking about Blue Jackets hockey after this, but. Laura and I were talking about this, and it's like, do you have that place that you go that, like, you don't go to with people because you know everybody shames you for it because it's either popular. It's like, for those of you listening to the podcast who are Nickelback fans, I'm sure nobody knows you're a Nickelback fan because you don't want to tell people because there's this weird socially driven stigma about Nickelback, right? And so, listen... I'm here for some Chad Krager and some rock star every now and again or photograph. Like, let's get into it. But I'm also here for a Whopper and nobody else is. And so I know that Laura is down with the Whopper. I know that Laura fucks with some Burger King. And so I was like, this is my safe friend to get Burger King with. We have to get it. I I had a craving for the frame. What? For the flame broiled beef. We got it. Eventually, it took forever. We went to the first Burger King we went to had a little like shitty eight and a half by 11 printer paper note on it that said, we're closing at eight on this day. And I'm like, okay. And then we drove for another 30 miles to find the next available Burger King. I made Laura come up with a contingency like plan just in case the Burger King wasn't open about like where we would go to next. There, There was a methodology. You know what? We probably should have recorded the contents of that car because... That which was mind good you, TV. <laughs> which, mind you, by the time we actually found a Burger King, we were, like, only an hour and 20 minutes from Newark, which is where I live, which is where we were going. And I was like, mm-hmm. if we don't get something soon, we might as well just eat at my house. <laughs> no. I was... That Burger King was going to work. I was manifesting that, and I'm really glad that it did, because I was... It was not going to... 
it was not going to be good for anybody involved if I didn't get a Whopper. And then I didn't get one. And then I got the like Whopper like melt thing that they had, which was like kind of okay. Like wasn't really all that good. It's okay. I single-handedly, I didn't destroy it because the stain came out. But by the time we got out of the car, the shirt that I was wearing, <laughs> which was... <laughs> You can't eat Burger King safely. Like, nobody can. I can't eat anything safely. Um, <laughs> the shirt that I had on was um, I, my good old hockey song shirt from Homage. And it has, like, an old school hockey player on it. But his jersey's not colored in. By the time we got back into my house, that jersey was, like, red. Because I had spilled so much shit on me Remember trying to eat that Burger King. It was. I also had ramen on it because there was ramen splatter. From oh our... yes, we did do ramen before that too. God, yeah, wow. We ate good on that trip, girl. Um, we had to. We had to eat good on that trip. <laughs> did I tell you what I got on my way to check in here? No. Burger King. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> I did get a Whopper that time, but. Uh, speaking of Whoppers, woof! The Blue Jackets <laughs> are finding ways. To be whopped. Is that a verb? I don't know. That was a beautiful transition. Thank you so much. You would think by episode 86 I'd be better at them, but I'm really not. You would think, but I mean, I think you're you're making the most of it. Thank you so um, much. But yeah, no, we're it's a rough and tumble time in Blue Jackets mm-hmm. land currently. Um Tuesday night we uh play the lightning. And it did not go well. It wasn't great. It really just like, and it wasn't even one of those games where like we're in it from the, like at the beginning and then like things fell apart. It was like from the jump, what were you down? Three nothing going into the first intermission. Like it was just like, I believe so. It might have even been worse than that. Um, Um, But no, it was, um, it was kind of like we weren't, we weren't aware that a game was happening. To be fair, right? Like the Blue Jackets were down substantially, right? Like in terms of like players, um, you know, yes. Elvis Elvis Merzlikens is still out, but was out on on Tuesday for the game against Tampa Bay. You know, it almost felt like Jonas Corposalo wasn't ready to come back based on like the conversation or like the the things that were said by Brad Larson, by other folks that were like, he kind of like is stepping in for us like at this point, like because he was a game time decision basically. And it was, I mean, I think Corby, I mean, God bless him. He's a consummate professional. And he, after that game, Blue Jackets lose seven to two to the lightning um second game in a row that they give up seven goals um and corpy just said you know he did not even in one ounce blame like him not being ready or his lack of play this season or anything of that he just said i have to be better i have to be better and we don't have a choice right now and you know that's just i mean that's one of the things i've always loved about corby is that it was never and he is that it was never about anything for him that it was all always about that specific game it wasn't about anything leading up to it it wasn't about you know it was about that specific game and what he needed to do better and corby has had a tough season yeah he had an an undisclosed um, illness um, early on. He then got COVID. He's had an injury. You know, he's had to sort of, I'm sure, deal with all of these situations. And we'll talk about it, you know, later today. But the Blue Jackets are in in hockey news for being one of the few teams that has three players in the top 10 uh, trade-worthy situations, uh, Corpy being one of them. Um, and dealing with this balance with Elvis, dealing with, you know, yes, Elvis was with Kivy when he died. Elvis had a very close relationship with Kivy, but Corpy was also affected by Kivy's death. 
And so he's going through all the same things that Elvis is going through. People just don't recognize that. Um, and then to come into this situation, having just gotten off COVID protocol on Saturday, he had one practice where he wasn't even fully practicing. He was just sort of like taking a few shots here or there because at that point in time, they weren't sure that Elvis was going to be out long-term. Um, and then at that game time decision being thrown into playing against the reigning Stanley cup champions who are also, who were also looking for a comeback. Cause that's, that's what we like to do right now. We like to give other teams their yeah. comeback and that they did. I mean, right now you can circle this, this team on your calendar, right? If you're in a little bit of a slump and you could say, we've got a chance here to correct things. doesn't mean they're going to lose every game. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if you're a team that's looking for a little bit of a, little bit of a recharge or a little bit of a re-energizer of a game, you could probably find one against the Jackets right now because it's really, a, obviously, like I said, like, you know, Elvis isn't the only one and the, and Corby coming in, you know, that's not the only situation. Zach Wierenski, I think when we recorded last time, we were like, is he in COVID protocol? Is he not? He is. So he obviously, he didn't play on Tuesday, didn't play again tonight uh, or yesterday if you're listening to this on Friday. And then you had um alexander texier who is out with an undisclosed illness also out on thursday with said undisclosed illness again similarly you had jake bean who was also in that situation and so it's like what i said to you right i was like it's the covid lumbus broken jackets like it was just like really not great and um and and it shows right like especially it showed against tampa bay like that like and to be fair right it's like what larson said it's you go into a game and you're expecting your lineup to look one way. And by the time you drop the puck, like your lineup looks entirely different because, you know, I don't think that the plan was originally for maybe it was for tech, but it wasn't for Dean to like be out of that one. And then you've got to throw Dean Kukin back into the mix, you know, maybe earlier than you wanted to, because you're dealing with issues with both Zach Wierenski and Jake being out. So, it's tough, right? And and they manage. I mean, they feel a team, and and they lose pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty bigly. Um, but but yeah, I just it's it was tough to watch that game. And really, like, I mean, very often, not very often, does do I watch a game and and the game loses my interest, and I like find myself like distracted and not really paying much attention uh, just being honest like that's what happened to me on Tuesday it just felt like there really wasn't a reason to watch that game as it continued because it felt like you weren't going to get those learning moments that I think we've wanted to happen in games where we lose like where we're like we can still find something redeeming out of this like I think it was pretty clear from the jump that like there really wasn't going to be many learning moments and there wasn't really going to be many opportunities to redeem it I mean, it was it was great for uh, Dean Kukin for his first game back to get a goal. He, you know, he did look really well. It's been a long time since Kooks has been on the ice. He broke his wrist in October, so we have not seen him. Um, and it was really, that was a really, you know, positive moment in that circumstance. I don't even know who got our other Gus Nyquist. Um, you know and in these situations too like not only are we we dealing with these things which all teams are dealing with with covid protocol and injury and all that sort of stuff because this is a very different circumstance than what we were facing in 2000 or early 2020 um before covid um like when we were quote unquote the columbus blue monsters because half of the cleveland monsters were playing for us um because we had so many injuries and you know because we weren't dealing with a global pandemic that when players go into protocol a well first of all it's none of our business but like they're not necessarily asymptomatic like corpy had symptoms um oliver had some symptoms like and these are it's gonna vary as to what gavin barry gavin barry is still on covid protocol and has been on COVID protocol since Eric Robinson was put on protocol. So, like, people are experiencing things in a much different manner. Um, 
that we just can't predict. Uh, we also, like, we've beat a dead horse again. Not a dead horse. He's our captain. Um, you know, that we're, we're such a young team and we don't, it's a beautiful thing to see how supportive they are of each other in the locker room, outside of the locker room, but they're still trying to find that chemistry on the ice and to even get flashes of it and then have someone get injured, have someone go into COVID protocol, have, you know, and it jumbles everything up. Tonight was the very first night that Patrick Laine has been on the ice that he wasn't on the same line as Jakob Vortek. Like, and that's because we needed to shuffle things in order to better balance out the other lines so we couldn't accommodate our top-level players because we needed to support, you know, the lower-level rungs. And some of that worked. Some of it worked well. The Cole Cylinder, Igor Chinikov, Max Domi line. Yeah, it looked good. They had some really beautiful moments tonight. Obviously, Max gets, gets the only Blue Jackets goal this evening. Um, but... It's just a lot of, I don't even want to call them growing pains because it's just, to quote my second favorite One Direction member, it's the sign of the times. I'm tired of you. (laughs) I'm over you. But no, I will say, like, I, it was good. I I really liked the way that the Max and Cole and Igor played tonight. Like I think I mean Igor drew two penalties early, but I mean, God, wait! I mean that power play is just. Uh, I have a question. Did I I, miss when Chinny got hit in the face? I know he's had the black eye for a couple of games, but when did that happen? Unsure. Oh, like, no. Is this he a went, circumstance where he fell outside of his job? No. no was he changing a light bulb and, like, a bookshelf fell on his face? Like, what? No, he got hit in the face during, um... Was it practice? Because Cam no, knocked his teeth out one time. That was during a warm-up. But that yeah. was... <clears throat> but he, um... He got hit with a high stick, I thought it was, during, um... Oh, I don't know if it was against... Carolina, Carolina, or if it was against um, whoever we played I, on the 30th. I miss so many of those things when we're there in person. Fair. Yeah, so I can't remember which, but it didn't get called. I know he went back to the room, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's what that's from. So, I mean, it know. makes him look tough. He looks like a child. So, a nice little black eye. Also reminiscent of how well Nick Felino sported black eyes when he was a blue jacket. A madman. An absolute madman. <laughs> but yeah, I think overall, like tonight is obviously a lot better, right? Like tonight is is much better. You're playing a team that, quite honestly, right, like you're kind of in line with. Now, actually, like, you know, New Jersey technically jumps us in the standings, but we've played three less games. We've got higher points percentage than them. This game does take us underneath the 500 mark, right? So we're at 484 points percentage at this point. And so, you know, with a record of 15, 16, and 1, you start to look at kind of like where we fall. And this is a game that you think you should be competitive in. And you are. Like, you are for the most part. Like, at the first period, I mean, it was it was all Blue Jackets, right? Like, we go down early. But the reality is, like, that's just a terrible defensive breakdown at the start of the game. 51 seconds in, Tomas Tatar scores uh, his eighth goal of the season. And then Max, you know, a few minutes later, scores scores his eighth. And Vladislav Gavrikov quietly has 14 assists. I, I know, feel like, right? I feel like we're not talking about that. Like, that's, like, actually blowing my mind. And Cole Sillinger has seven. So, I mean, like, you know, I also good stuff. weirdly thought, so this is probably too much information, but so second intermission after there was a scoreless second period for both teams, um, I second intermission, as we've said before, Jeremy and I got tattooed last week. And so I was like, I need to take these effing bandages off because they're very itchy. Um, 
And so I was like, I'm going to shower and listen to the game while I take these incredibly painful um, bandages off. And for some reason, I thought Gavrikov scored. Yeah, it was his shot. His shot, like there's a rebound. You're, you know, how you feel. Rebounds are important. It, yes, like there was a rebound off of a Gavrikov shot. And and honestly, Bobby Gilligan does that sometimes where like you'll like Yeah, he really had me convinced. And then when I got out of the shower and could hear things clearly again, I was like, two one. I thought we were tied two two. <laughs> yeah, no, you were all sorts of cracked out. You were you're having a hard time, but that's okay. I still love you. Yeah, I mean, it's just I mean the jackets outshot the Devils 18 to 5 in the first period. I mean, that's just not something that this team has done really in the last few weeks. Like well, um, that's their highest shot count all season in the first yeah. period. Yeah, 100%. So, Mighty, like, I mean, 18, I mean, they they've gotten what feels like less than 18 in games this season. So, yeah. you know, just it's a good period, right? You wish you would have been able to get a couple more past Blackwood because obviously like the one was clearly not enough, but, but then I mean, you know, modest seven and seven for the next two periods, you still outshoot them 32 to eight or 28. Nope. <laughs> 32 to 28. But yeah, I mean, it just, really like, I never really felt like the jackets had high quality opportunities really in in the second or third and and the power play i mean goes oh for four and it's just like man i don't know what is going on i mean not having zach is is killer like that affects the power play for sure but goodness like i don't know what's going on i mean this is a team right that started out firing on all cylinders on the power play to start the season and now it's like they can't buy a power play goal uh, which is obviously concerning (laughs) because <laughs> i mean we look at yeah yeah it's just oh sorry no no you're good i was just gonna say like it's just a lot we, we look at a lot of like we're like oh yeah these point totals are great for some of these players like boone jenner or like the like you know uh yaga voracek but like they're making most of their like opportunities on the power play and or they have so far this year so like those numbers are like conflated by by five on four play and uh it's really clear they are not doing well five five on four right now yeah and i mean i think i think lars said it the best in his in his post game tonight where it's i mean and you could you could definitely tell that he was upset um I mean, he wasn't like torts upset, but he was Lars. Yeah, he was pretty version of upset. Um, and he's a very introspective man. So, like, he, you know, he said it's not for lack of effort because Aaron Portsline asked him very poignantly, you know, this whole season he has talked about how he's never been upset with the level of effort that this team right. has given and that he, is very much so like, you know, they're striving and in Portsline very clearly was like, is tonight slash the last two games, have you been upset with their level of effort? And he said, it's not about their effort. Their effort is there. It's the execution. Yeah. He's like the execution of plays, the follow through of plays is just not there. I mean, here's the situation. What was their goalie's name? Black something? Blackburn. Blackburn. So Blackburn, our friend, has a little bit of an issue. I know. It's Blackwood. Mackenzie Blackwood. Blackwood. I don't know why I said Blackburn. Um, So Blackwood has this lovely little issue that they talked about all night long. He doesn't hold on to pucks. And when he lets them go, he essentially just lets them go right in front of him. And multiple times, I mean, Max's goal is a result of this situation, but multiple times he just let the puck down in front of him. And for some reason we could not execute a rebound because that's what that is. He touched it. He let it go. That's a rebound. Like we could not execute it, even though it was right there in front of us. Like right there. And these are moments where, like, 
Boone Jenner is supposed to shine. Like, Gus Nyquist is supposed to shine. Hell, Jakob Voracek is supposed to shine in moments like this. These, like, kind of dirty goals that you get off of stupid goalie errors. And, like, honestly, Blackwood should be thanking his lucky stars that we didn't execute on these moments. Yeah. Because it could have been an entirely different game. But these are the these are the really simple things that we're not getting right. And I think, and I agree with Lars, this is the disappointing part. Is like the effort's there. Mm-hmm. The effort is there. The drive to want to play together is there. The drive to want to do well as a team is there. But they can't seem to connect the dots on how they execute it. Right. And that that I do, I agree with Lars, is the is the frustrating part. Yeah, because I mean again, like it's not for a lack of effort, it's just for a lack of execution. And and it's like, how do you how do you fix that? Right? Like how do you and really like the answer is like probably not nearly as simple as like some would hope that it is. It's it's just a matter of sometimes things don't go your way and sometimes things don't go your way because you just might be outmatched and you just might not be um, winning, winning these battles that you should be, you know, a, a play away from the puck takes you away from an opportunity to be in front of the net. Uh, when one of those bounces happens, when one of those rebounds happens. And I think for the jackets, it's just a matter of, of trying to figure out how to, create those opportunities while also still making sure that you're creating developmental opportunities for your young guys too, right? Like putting them in situations where they can thrive and where they can shine and, and learn a little bit. And I, I mean, I think it's something that I did not expect to say any kind of soon on this podcast, but uh, you're missing Alexander Texier right now, like hard, like you're like, he's, He's been he's been the most consistent forward this team has had probably most of the year. Um and he's been probably yeah. one of the most dynamic forwards in, in the sense of like what positions and what situations he's been put in and how he has been successful in those situations. I'm thinking not only five on five, but then also on the penalty kill and, and being moved up and down and around the lineup. I mean, he's been really consistent and with him being out right now, it's obvious. And and that is a bit of a shame. But you know what's not a shame? What? When you get you some money via DraftKings. And hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that you'll uh, want to take advantage of. Because, folks, if any team scores a goal in a game that you're betting on, you're going to win $100 in free bets. That's it. That's all you got to do. $1 down, you're going to win $100 in free bets. And the NHL got rid of ties in 2005, and so someone is going to score. That's what's happening. It's a guaranteed win. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Again, you're just so good at that. Thank you so much. See, 86 episodes in, I figured out how to do the ad reads. Not so much the transition work. Although I transition okay into the ad reads. But but it'll be interesting to see how the Blue Jackets transition to what's next, right? We've got another matchup against the Devils. Yes, on Saturday. It's a later game. I think it starts at 8.30. At home? At home. Weird. Weird. Or I'm on crack. I'm screaming. No, I'm on crack. There was definitely something that said on the TV today that, or tonight, saw, that the game was at 8.30. No, I saw something on Facebook or on Twitter. It was on Twitter. Somebody was advertising the game as being starting at 8, but it's because they were a Twitter account that was run out of, like, way, way Eastern Canada, where, like, they were technically an hour ahead. 
Oh, gotcha. But no, so, it's at seven. I'm just a crack baby. Um, <laughs> but no, yes, yeah, so we face off against the Devils again on Saturday. It is um, Armed Forces uh, Military Appreciation First Responders Night. Um, so that is always a really special evening at the arena. It will also be where we officially celebrate Jakob Voracek's um, 1,000th NHL game played, which was tonight, but he will get honored Saturday during the home game. Um, Voracek was drafted as a Columbus Blue Jacket, has obviously returned to be a Columbus Blue Jacket. Um, It is not an easy feat to get to 1,000 games, Um, and I'm pretty sure he still has quite a few left in him, so... Um, don't know if he'll get to like Joe Thornton. I believe Joe Thornton played his 1700th game today as well. Yeah, there's no way. There's no so, way. Um, but no, such a big achievement. And it's been so great to see. I mean, it happened here and there in years past, but it's been so great to see like all of the guys on the team like retweeting all the stuff about Jake's 1000th game and like really just being you know, you know, celebrating him, which is awesome. Cause that is, that is their dynamic in the locker room. And that is very different, I think, than what we've seen in the past. I think from what we've learned in certain departures and certain things is that it might've been a lot clickier in the past, um, mm-hmm. sort of an old boys club situation. Um, but I, I think that this, this group is much more collaborative, much more celebratory of each other, um, which is, which is good. And we need it in times like this when they're not doing so great on the ice. Um, but so that will be exciting. Um, and hopefully, you know, obviously we want them to play great all the time. Um, but hopefully being at home, seeing 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 that there were chances and that there was a way that things could have been different tonight taking all of that watching the tape having a practice at home and being in front of the fifth line on a weekend game a game that's usually very very special um hopefully that will result in a nice win at home on saturday Here's hoping. I mean, I think it's possible, right? Like, especially, like, if you could interject. I mean, I think by then, I think Zach could, if, as long as he, like, has tested negative, like, all that kind of stuff, or if he was asymptomatic, like, all that kind of deal, like, I think he could technically draw in by then. Um, I think, hopefully, I mean, you're hoping that whatever Texas got going on is something that um, is something that's figured out by then. I think it's a stomach bug. I think yeah. there's a, like a stomach bug that's going around. Um, and so hopefully that's, I mean, no one wants to go out on the ice and shit their pants. So like, Are you sure? Because what I, do you not remember John Tortorella's famous little quote about Artemi Panera and he's like shitting himself and all that kind of stuff throwing up in the back? Like, Oh like, yes, I do remember this. All the like when the trade rumors were like running rampant. Yes, I also remember there's some like video. It might be of Zach. It's of someone where they're like quickly coming off the ice and they say to someone, "I'm gonna shit my pants," and you know, so it's just kind of that. You never really think about it. Like, yeah, what do they do if they have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> like, you wait. You just I wait. Mean, I I have to say though, never. Never during my time of playing football during a game did I ever did I ever think, you know, man, I'm I really need to go to the bathroom. And you know me, I be, I be peeing. Like I like I like have a very small bladder. So I never remember having that issue, but that's not to say that I didn't. I mean, hell. And I'm also just going to reiterate the fact that they did so many beautiful things to that freaking locker room. But yet, they could not enhance the bathroom stalls. Listen, you just gotta... Sometimes it's just a matter of keeping things 
keeping things rustic <laughs> and keeping things. You think that that's what they were like? Yarmo was like, Yarmo and JD were like, we need something in here that's going to keep them humble. Yeah, like shit or chic. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, like everything else is going to be beautiful. It's going to be all nice and shiny. They're getting like new hot tubs and the steam room and all that sort of shit. But you know what's going to keep them humble? They have to hear each other poop. God. Listen. It's true, though. They have, like, yeah. high school bathroom stalls in there. They really do. They really do. They could, I mean, like, I up would... at, like, the Cheesecake Factory and make, like, the walls hit the ceiling and the floor. I, it would appear the answer to that question is no. <laughs> Maybe it that's phase two. Maybe. Maybe that is the next step of the... Because they said that they're doing more, right? Maybe that's what it is. Yes. Every, so everything like, else around it, redone. Specifically <laughs> the bathroom stalls, phase two. They're like, the money's not there. The money's not there for the bathroom stalls. And they're like, win us a fucking game. How about that? And then maybe you you can have some, some walls that go up. Every time they're bad, they like, mark one is out of order. Listen... This has gone off the rails. But also, it normally does. It normally does. But also, we didn't mention, I mean, poor kid, not a great way to like Jake Christensen. start your NHL career. But yeah, Jake Christensen had his very first NHL game this evening. He looked good. He did. I wish him we could have won for him. Him and Peter um, looked good together. But also, we have just run into this situation twice now this season. Where one of our players got to play with their against their brother. Because yeah. the Boca's brothers were on the ice tonight. Lots of hair in that family. Lots yeah. of just really luscious blonde locks. Um, and they look very similar. They are not twins. Um, Jesper Boquist was was on Neil's list of players to trade to the Blue Jackets if the if the Devils were going to trade for he Seth was. Jones. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, both of the Boquist brothers. Shout out to our friend Neil who hosts not the tonight. Devils Stadium. Okay, not tonight. If we, if we beat if we beat them on Saturday, then we can shout out Neil on the podcast. How about that? Sure. All right, Neil, we'll get you. We'll get you Saturday. No, I'm just messing around. Neil's so good. (laughs) We love Neil. Neil hosts the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Um, He is one of our podcast network friends, and he's always hyping us up, which we greatly appreciate. Um, Me too. And, yeah, you got this one, Neil. But hopefully, (laughs) fingers crossed. I'll tell you what. Neil doesn't deserve... Neil does not deserve to watch the Devils win a single hockey game ever again after the trade. He's the one trade that included Nolan Foote, who also played tonight. Ah, uh, yes. I was going to ask you how you were feeling if there was like a PTSD response to having well, then to watch. Cal Foote, Cal Foote freaking. I also just really killed, do not like their names. Killed Andrew Peak with a shot last night that I thought Andrew Peak was going to be out and then we'd be down to five defensemen. But. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, God, I just, yeah, I, ooh, the foots. Jody Shelley had nothing but nice things to say about their dad. Yeah, Jody, listen. (laughs) Jody has to get, I'm sure from a player perspective, like, sure, like, what happened with Adam Foot probably isn't, like, super, like, unsavory. Because this is the tarmac thing, right? No. Um, Yes. This is the he sat on the plane and refused to get off of it. That's Jeff Carter, but this also does include a plane. From what I understand, I think he had like a plane waiting, like even before he got traded. Like I feel like I feel like he was like, yeah. Oh, what is it? Like I'm pretty he sure was that's just what gonna it was. walk. He was just gonna walk away, like do a no call, no show. No, like he had just like basically been like so sure that a trade. I gotta look this up before I'm like saying lies on this podcast. Um, but um, because wasn't he the captain? Yeah, yeah, Adam was the captain. Um, um, before Rick Nash. 
Yeah, so Rick Nash was named the captain afterward. Rumors, okay, yeah, so I'm right. Um, uh, so the rumor was that uh, Foot demanded that he was traded to be traded after he took off in a private jet in order to join the Avalanche for a road game in Calgary the very night he was reacquired. Wow. And then the story says, well, that's certainly one side of the story. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just very fascinating. It says, consider one of hockey's biggest conspiracies debunked. I don't know if I believe it. But yeah, that was what pissed Blue Jackets fans off was like that rumor went around that like he like basically like made them trade him back to Colorado. And then he did like a slight. He did like a way more dramatic version of what Pierre Luc Dubois did. Uh, it would no, like this is like dramatic, dramatic. If that's really what happened, like it's like extra dramatic, like. But that's why everybody hates Adam Foot, right? It's like because like you're the captain of the team, and, like you demand a trade, and you know what I mean. No, I 100. percent I mean, fully. I was not a fan back then, but fully on board with disliking Adam Foot. Also, fully on board with disliking Jeff Carter because I do remember that story now. And that's fucked up. So, God, we. Uh, sorry for not putting a trigger warning at the start of this podcast. Like we're going to talk about Adam Foot and Jeff Carter in the same fucking podcast. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Jeff Carter they, still plays hockey. I forget about that sometimes. I also forget about that sometimes. I also just always forget that Ian Cole plays for the Hurricanes. Yes. I miss him. I do too. I hope he's well. I mean, he played well against us the other night, so. I think he's okay. He'll be all right. Um, but to quote our dear friend, these last two games have been shitty. Um, <laughs> That's shitty. And it, and it was. And it has been... Shout out to Mike Todd. Um, yeah, they've just been shitty. That's like that's the, the bare bones of it. They've just been shitty. Um, but, you know, I kind of... I kind Ooh, I am going to read it. Because I just thought that it was very... I You do... You, I think... I want to compile... Every time you read like manifestos on the podcast, because I know you're probably pulling up Catherine's tweet that she had. I am pulling up Catherine's tweet. But you get super into this, and it's almost like you're like you're at a church service and you're reading scripture. (laughs) Scripture. Yeah, it really does. I was raised Catholic. We're very into quoting things. Yeah. But no, I do. I do think that this is a really good reminder because even myself, like coming into like the game tonight after Tuesday, after I was so bummed that we lost to Carolina on Saturday because it was the last game that you and I like got to see together before you officially left. And like, I just wanted it to be nice. And it, it was, it was good for like one and a half periods. It was. And then the rest was ridiculous. But, you know, I've been in a bit of a a hockey funk this week. And so I was scrolling through our Twitter. And, of course, our friend Catherine, um, you know, casual, casual friend Catherine, um, (laughs) put out this tweet. And I just was really inspired by it. And it just is like, fun dip isn't a magic wand to win a game. But what it is, is a moment when we think about our team with positivity, with belief that we are part of a great hockey family that is on a journey to do great things. I believe in this unpredictable journey. And I think that that's perfect because we are, we are on a very unpredictable journey and we're going to have other nights that are shitty. We are, but my God, do we love this team? We do. Against our better judgment at times, but we certainly do. Correct. <laughs> Even when they hurt us, we still love them very dearly. And truly, I, I do I do think, right, like, ultimately, um, 
ultimately, like, this is kind of, like, devolving into, like, into a season I think a lot of fans probably anticipated, figured might happen. Like, I just, and I think, like, anything is still possible at this point. And I'm going to be frank, like, if you would have asked me, Jeremy, like, you know, 32 games into the season, do you think with 50 games remaining, this team is going to be anywhere near competitive? Like, my answer probably would have been no. Like, my answer probably would have been, you know, after – I definitely would not have thought that we would be at the bottom of the standings, but, like, I didn't think that we were going to be in a playoff spot at this point, and, and I certainly thought that we'd probably be a little bit further down the standings than we are now. And so, ultimately, I think – I think – if this is going to be a hard season, like, again, like, I do hope that they continue to find the little victories, continue to win some here and there, but then also continue to have games that aren't so much like the one against Tampa and games that are more so like the one tonight against New Jersey. Yeah. So, and it, it is hard because we only see such a small fraction of reactions from other fans because social media is such a small percentage, but, like, you know, fifth liners are in it for the long haul and, you know, we can commiserate and we can celebrate together. And, you know, you never know. Like, we're 32 games in and we just now dipped below 500. Just now. Like, if you would have asked anyone in the beginning of October before this season started, if that would have been the case, they would all have been like, absolutely not. Like, so, you know, I'm not saying we're winning the Stanley Cup, but I don't believe all hope is lost. And I think we still have 50 games to play in regulation, in regular season, regulation, in regular season. And, you know, lots of things are going to get, you know, mixed around with all the rescheduled games um, in February. And, you know, more things like that are going to happen as COVID and Omicron and, um, all that sort of jazz work its way through the world. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be about finding those moments and watching. I think I said it weeks ago, but watching these young guys find their way in the league. Like if you need something to focus on, focus on that. Focus on watching these young kids. Focus on Cole Sillinger, who is freaking 18 years old. 18? 19? 18? 18. The only person in his draft class playing in the National Hockey League consistently. Um, I thought, I think William Eklund is. Oh, did they pull him in? Yeah, he's been in. I think. Because Cole's been the only one for a while. No, he started the season there. Um... I can't remember. Is it Eklund? Somebody else is too, but I... Well, regardless, he's... I mean... He's the only one that's played the whole season. Uh, he started He started the season, but they sent him back to Sweden. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, watch, watch him like, literally experience his whole first anything in the NHL. Like... Watching him, if you've seen the fourth episode of Behind the Battle, watch how big his eyes are just being in New York and being at the NHL headquarters and, you know, just having all these experiences for the first time. Like, focus on that. Yeah. Because there will be some good things, even if the rest of it is absolute shit. Correct. That is true. That is true. Um, Mason McTavish also started the season, but is not. He also got sent back. Yeah, so Cole's the only one. He's the only one that stuck around. Good on Cole. But yeah, I... We never once considered sending him back. <laughs> I, yeah. I actually don't uh, think we did. Because he got told like two days before his last game that he wasn't getting sent back. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there was always up in the air, right? Like, how could it not be? But at the same time, like, it, it he deserves to be here. 
But I will end my thoughts on one last note that will piss people off. The New Jersey alternate jerseys are sick. I kind of like them. And I'll I kind of like them too. I kind of like them. I know people give it shit and they're like, it's so simple. It's so this, it's so that. But like, I like them low key. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's. And I like that they sort of like. I like that they sort of like fed into the fact that people were making fun of them because for like a limited amount of time they had hats that said hat on them. Apparently, and I don't know how true this is, but um, Jean-Luc Grandpierre said that Mackenzie Blackwood, the back of his goalie mask, says mask in that font. Oh, maybe. But I don't know if that's true. I'm going to like look to see if that's real. I know the front of it says Blackie. Which I was Tough. like, I don't know how I feel about that. Don't love that. Oh, yeah, it definitely does have mask on the back of it. Look. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love, I love that. But no, they're like very sharp looking, like, um, you know, and yeah, they're simple, but like sometimes simple jerseys just like look nice and clean and like sharp, and especially black. Mm. Like, black is, you know, a good color for everyone. Slimming, one would say. Um, but no, I like them. And yes, of course, it's going to look funny because it is a jersey and it just says jersey on the front of it. But I like it. You know, sometimes I wouldn't mind if we had like a sort of simpler jersey. But, you know. I like it. I like it way better than some of the other jerseys that other teams wear. Or the helmets. I'd like to burn all of those gold helmets that Vegas wears. Yeah, they're not good. And LA wears chrome ones. Giant. I don't... The chrome ones don't bother me as much. The gold ones... I've said it before. I said it when we played Vegas. They look like they're playing Legends of the Hidden Temple, and it drives me insane. But, you know... So yeah, I like them. I think, and they look way better than the alternates for Dallas, who look like they're in some sort of weird rave. The I like the green. I like the cult following of it of the people who like that jersey. You would. Maybe that's during the off season. We'll do an episode that's like us ranking our favorite jerseys. Ooh, that would be fun. But also, if anyone wants to cross their fingers and pray, we just like put all of our fate into the hockey jersey gods and sent Jeremy's retro reverse jersey off (laughs) to get Rick Nash put on it. And hopefully it gets mailed to my house before the ceremony. Slash hopefully just in general it gets mailed to my house because it was very limited information. We're going to find out together. It'll be great. So keep your fingers crossed that before March 5th, that jersey shows back up at my house with the correct number and name on it. Well, and you know how they can find out whether or not it has the correct everything on it and if it gets there on time? By following us on social media? Exactly. Yes, because I'm sure I'll post a picture of it because I will get to see it before he does. Um, Wait, no. (laughs) That's not how that works. Yeah, I'm definitely going to open it. No. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's coming to my house. Girl. Anyway, I'll post a picture of it. So I'll block you. <laughs> You'll block will, me from I, our own Twitter account? I will, I will change the password and delete the tweet. That's not nice. Anyway, to see us unravel on social media, you can follow us. On Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. If you want to check out our website that we have not updated and since we launched it, um, you can check out Subjectively Speaking. I've updated little things. Nothing of value, but there are little changes. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, If you're looking to purchase yourself some fun merch slash support your two favorite hockey podcasters, please feel free and check out our merch store at Subjectively Speaking dot threadless.com um yeah cold weather next stuff pers- next person to buy merch uh is getting tickets to a game so who what i said next person that buys merch is getting tickets to a game so if you haven't done that yet maybe 
Maybe oh, that. so if you stayed around through the last part of the episode and you heard that, there you go. Congratulations. Um, Get you a shirt and a then some ticket. It's like the homage value pack, but like oh yeah, the but like the great value version. Merch is nice. Yeah, and it was yeah, but I buy clothes from Walmart. Me too, but our merch is nice. Yeah, so it's Walmart clothes. Oh my god. Anyway, you can also rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Again, we don't know why it matters, but if you listen on Apple Podcasts, scroll on down, give us a five-star rating. We haven't had one in a while. It's really kind of a bummer. I would like to see one. Um, so yeah, it just helps. It helps people find us. Helps us grow this little kooky coconut situation that we have going on here. Kooky coconut situation, yes. And we just, you know, love and appreciate all of you. That we do. And until we get the chance to talk to y'all next time, wear a damn mask. Get the damn shot. Get boosted. Treat yourself. And give a fuck about other people. (laughs) Treat treat people with kindness there you go there you go look at me also giving a little bit of an allusion to harry styles but until we get a chance to talk to y'all next time take care go jackets and we'll see you soon bye